I'm gonna get a beer. You want a beer? I'll have a beer. Uh, how is our volume? Volume's fine. Yeah, no issues there. I can turn the mic around. I can I can hit the table more. I, I yeah no smack the table a little bit maybe put the mic in your mouth yeah as long as you guys like make sure just like lean in a little when you talk just to make sure but I think if you forget it'll still pick it up fine. okay we'll try and keep so. it consistent the, the you can really hear yeah. it when shit hits the table okay so. no no hitting the table maybe put the beer on the ground I'm gonna put the beer I'm gonna hold the beer okay you know ground really helps the beer cozy cozy wow um, now, clarify, you guys I don't see your IDs but you are both twenty one right oh my god. Just to make, just because this will be recorded, I want to make sure we don't. Your get apartment, in the green makes your apartment look like a bar, dude. So. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Birder. I barely know her. The only birding podcast where one host refuses to turn his fan off, no matter how much it ruins the auto quality. You all can kiss my ass. I'm your host, Dewey Cast, along with my co-host. Jessica Cristiano. <clears throat> Sorry. That was I was like coughing. Oh, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. What happened? I I'm, I'm suppressing my coughs. And it one of okay. them wanted to come out. Well you don't have to. You cough away. That's the beauty of post editing, baby. That's disgusting. I can rip them out. I will not do that. Okay. Well Okay. So like I said before, I did the thing you hate, which is I you recommend something to me. And then I do not listen to you for seven months. We talked about this. It's the library card. I finally got a library card. So I'm getting big into reading again. I'm reading Anna Karenina, which is fun. Good. Do you think you're going to finish it in three weeks? Well, I already had a head start because I was reading it um, at the place I was dog sitting. So you had a copy of it. Oh, it's a big book, right? What? It's a big book. It's like 700 something pages. I'm on like page 120 right now. So I got quite a ways to go. Those Russians. I think the most concerning thing is you thought you had to pay for a library card. I haven't been to the library in so dang long. <laughs> I don't know. That's like the number one thing about libraries, though, is that it's free. Well, I thought it was free after you bought the membership, though. Was you thought it was a membership? A yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Our country is so <laughs> fucked up. I I, I know. know. that that's, that's really a testament to how fucked up this country is. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's why you're running for president. The library lady was so excited because I came in and I got a card and then like I walked away and then 10 seconds later I came back with a book and shark face lit up and she's like, here's all the different library branches. Here's how you return it. Let's, uh, very nice. When was the last time you went to a library? I've been with you a few times just to drop off books and find your little collections, but yeah, I used to go to the library at UCLA all the time. That's where I would do all my, uh, writing. Sometimes I would play video games when I was supposed to be writing, which I think pissed people off because they were waiting on desks. (laughs) So, uh. My apologies. Yeah. I made the library at Cal Poly my whole personality for like two years. What does that it's mean? Like, go in the library again. Oh. <laughs> Me on the fifth floor of the library. Um, <laughs> never, never checked out a book that wasn't academic, though. What a fucking nerd. We had a cafe in our library, and I used to get a croissant or a little snack box and then a coffee. And recently I had a coffee that like transported me back to the California library. It was really weird. Where was it? In Alaska, actually. I had a sip of something McKenna had. Oh, so it's a forbidden coffee none of our listeners or me can have unless they live in Alaska. I guess so. I couldn't even you're, tell So you you're gatekeeping was. is what you're saying? Yeah. Um, we saw a bunch of dead fish again today. It was like crazy full of dead fish. Not as bad as last time, but like last time we saw like individual dead fish. This time it was just like piles of little ones. It's really weird. Little fish? Yeah. Like. That sucks. Yeah. Well, I don't think littles and babies. I think they're just little species of fish. 
Like goldfish? Bigger than goldfish, but it's probably like like this big. That could be a goldfish. Yeah, I guess. And goldfish aren't really that round, though, but they were, they were roommates. roommates. I always wonder how many how many conversations I'm having that I am at to other people. <laughs> yeah. Like, you walk by and you get the perfect little chunk, and then you can quote it with your friends whenever you want. And it's like, how many... <laughs> Well, there was a tweet similar to that of, like, you know how, like, people always say, like, nobody remembers, like, how weird you are. Nobody's paying attention to you. And then somebody quoted that. It's like, no, something weird and embarrassing you did six years ago is now a lifelong bonding moment for a group of teens. <laughs> yeah. I finished um, Riverdale. Whoa. That's actually pretty huge. Right. Maybe we should talk about that. <laughs> you brought the mic so close to your face. How did you? So how did you enjoy the ending even though you were spoiled? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite part it's of Riverdale? It's a good show. It's yeah. a fun show. I love the CW. <laughs> Ever since Gilmore Girls has been hit after hit. Gilmore Girls was not on the CW. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. What was it on? ABC. It was on the CW. It was like one of their like original, like uh, what's the word? Flagship titles. I don't believe you. I'm looking it up. <gasps> Am I right? Oh my god, you're so right. Yeah, it was back when it was the WB. De- no, it it debuted on the WB, became a flagship series, ran for seven seasons, the final season moving to the CW. Sorry. So just the last season was on the CW. Okay, but w- the WB was the CW. They just changed the name. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. The WB and UPN with the CW later the same year. With some huh, program, okay. no, the WB ended its operations with some programs from both it and competitor UPN. Moving to the CW. And was the CW new or was it already existing? When it launched the following day. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I, I think I might be right, Jess. I don't think so. I think, no, I think it became the CW. I think they're just different. Mm. We'll have to, we're going we're gonna to make this a poll for the fans if you've seen this. And then shout out to uh, Ben Meredith for correctly guessing the birds on the Who's That Bird post for episode 21, Giving a Birth, featuring Christine Medrano and Sherilyn Vera. If you want to shout out on a future episode, check out our weekly Who's That Bird post before our launch and see if you can guess what birds have been silhouetted. Go, Ben. Uh, anyway, we should bring on our guests. Please welcome uh, local LA boys, Samir Forglani and Claudio Saavedra. How's it going, guys? What's up? Hey, guys. We're LA boys. You're LA boys, because uh, you are from the Valley, Claudio, and then Samir, you... No, you're both from the Valley. We're both Valley boys. I grew up in oh, Sherman Oaks. Yeah. I grew Sorry. up on the west side of the Valley. So, like, the Santa Monica okay. of the Valley. Sherman Oaks. Sorry, not to interrupt, but for the listeners, I should say that when I call them LA boys, Samir and Claudio did start doing a little LA symbol with their fingers, which is very cute. <laughs> so, they're recreating the LA Dodgers logo, which is a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for coming on on a very hot day. It was a pretty hot... Uh, pretty hot excursion that we had so thank you for braving the elements it was a high noon no shadows just (laughs) claudio claudio took his shirt off at one point which i uh, popped my shirt off almost immediately i I put more clothes on (laughs) samir was wearing a parka he was drenched the key is just make sure you get the same amount of sun on the rest of your on on your whole body so i went long sleeve and claudio went no clothes 
I had some very short shorts. Wow. Claudio took his shirt off, and I will say that for the beginning, I was complimenting Samir on asking some good questions, and then Claudio took his shirt off, so I don't know if he was trying to, like, score more points or something. <laughs> one or both of us. He's trying to really catch up. He would have had the shirt off earlier. He was just intimidated by all the strong men. The, oh, yeah. The, the, oh, the, yes, Scottish, <laughs> the Scottish strong people. Sorry, strong people. I, I should say, yeah, the place that we went to today uh, has a lot of, like, public events, and one consistent one they have is, like, Scottish strongmen, or strongmen competitions. So, like, we showed up, and our path in almost, like, Pokemon was blocked by men throwing large rocks and sticks. Like, it was a pretty... It, was, it wasn't sticks. It was, like, telephone poles. Yeah, it was... Logs. And they, you know, squat down, pick up the base of it, and just, like, just to pick it up is incredible. But they were, like, walking 20 feet with it and having full-on conversations yeah. with other people while they were holding the telephone poles. It was very Pokemon-like because we wanted to get to yeah. the birds, which are our Pokemon. And usually yeah. in Pokemon, they block stuff with rocks, which is what these guys were throwing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we know each other through the improv space, Rest right? Rest in peace. Yeah. The, Rest in peace. The yes. Defunct. Yeah. Yeah. Small theater defunct in Westwood. Improv small improv theater in Westwood, California. Dewey went to UCLA. Formerly Ultimate Improv. Formerly Ultimate Improv. I was never. I wasn't there for that, but. Yeah. Neither. So Samir, were you there for that? I was. Yeah, because you were you were there the longest of the three of us. Because when I showed up, you were both firmly cemented in the community, and I was this weird little nerd that followed you both around. So. I never uh, saw that. Everyone who shows up, we're nerd, nerd follows someone else around. I, okay, I was, yeah. yeah, if you show, yeah, if you show up late. It's like, it's like a pyramid scheme. Absolutely. A pyramid it really scheme. is. I was the only one who fucked up and didn't find a younger person to take over the theater to keep the fucking grip going. Yeah. yeah. You were the only yeah, I would. nice one. I was the only one who was honest and any, any person who was like, should I keep doing this? I was like, God, no, you got a plan B. You take a plan B out of here. <laughs> Were you guys ever on a team together? No, the three of us, I don't think ever were on it. We, it was uh, three out, so 12 teams total at our max. Like we would fluctuate between like eight yeah. teams and 12 teams. Usually if you're on a team and it works, you're just like stuck on that team for years. So I will, but I will say, yeah. Jessica, to your question, Dewey, Samir and I did perform a lot together. We were just never on a team. Yes. We were performing. Yeah, we did the Yeah, the theater was so small and like, you know, if you if you really wanted to, you could get up on someone's team or like mess around. It wasn't like there were rules, but it's not like anyone really cared. And there was a jam, which if, you're, if yeah. you don't know about improv, it's basically like an open mic for improvisers. Yes. And we would always just get up with each other because we like performing with each other. So, and that's why we're on this podcast now. I will say somehow improv jams attract more weirdos than open mics, which never made sense to me. But there were some there were some interesting characters that would go to those. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you wanted we should have adopted more of an elitist vibe. That would have really <laughs> helped. I don't know. I mean, like the the weirdos made that jam memorable. I feel there's like yeah. So well, it was time. it was it was run by a weirdo as well. Our friend Ben, friend of the show, Ben Crutcher. So. Is he a friend of the show? Is he on, has he been on the show? Fiend of the show. He's not been on yet. He has not been okay. on yet, but he is a friend of the show. Okay. He's our he right now. He is our only iTunes review. So if anybody wants to join, <laughs> so he is a friend. Of the show. Yeah. So you guys upload to yeah. Spotify. Sorry, I should have asked. Oh no, yeah. So we we run through all platforms, but like we're hosted by Spotify for podcasters. So Spotify is the one that we try to get the most followers on. Which, speaking of, I, I'm going to plug it again in the end of the episode, but right now we're at 29 Spotify followers, hey. and when we reach 200, I will do my special topless episode, so uh, okay. we're, that's what special we're working toward. A little uh, birdwatch objectification. Um, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Spotify is my chosen platform, so I'll subscribe there. Oh, and I, do you guys do the, like, Spotify lets you ask a question to get more engagement? 
we we don't do the Q&A, but maybe we'll do start a fucking up. People Q&A. are like, we want to ask you questions. Okay, we'll do the Q&A. We'll do the Q&A just for Samir. I love how Dewey was just ask, answering bird questions. So Claudio and I just made him into the, to just the, all the answering questions. <laughs> you guys asked me a lot of unrelated questions. Claudio was just like, what's this? And Dewey's like an amphitheater. And well, it was, I mean, he knew the answer to it. I just forgot the word. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me, Dewey. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, now that we've talked about that, we should get into, we did go on a birding trip today, but before we discuss today's birding trip, what is your guys' history, if any, with birds and or birding? I don't have any, um, but birding has always seemed very interesting to me, and it really went exactly as I expected, to be honest. I was really, I had high hopes for it, and it was really great. I'm not, yeah. Um, Oh, that's very sweet. Growing up, our family had two birds, cockatiels not cockatoos. How many stones? How many stones? What does this mean? Uh, the idea is that you kill two birds with one stone. Is the, oh. Uh... That was really elevated. But here's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes uh, the joke. reason... Sometimes joke is so I bad. honestly I didn't get that joke. joke so hard that I thought... I really tried, <laughs> and I was like, Scottish... Scottish people <laughs> weigh stuff in stones. This Monty Python. Cock and balls, stones. <laughs> not a slur. Cock and balls, not a slur. I thought you were asking how much they weighed. That's <laughs> yeah, what I thought. How many yeah. stones do we... Okay, no. Do um, we, yeah. Look, I... This is why I cut things out of the podcast. Maybe if you, like, how many stones did it take you to kill them? I cut out 20 minutes each episode, and 15 is me saying stupid shit. <laughs> you're just, you're operating on a different plane that we can never reach. It's, it's a, it, is, it is a burden being this uh, talented, so. It is a burden. Burden. Oh, I see, that's fun. Oh, okay. okay. Bird in the hand, one in the bush. Um, two in the bush. We had two cockatiels growing up, um, and they, they both died. One was eaten by a cat. And then one no. I took a bath with when I was like a little kid, <laughs> and it got Did wet. It kill it? Yeah, and it never really like recovered because I don't think you're supposed to like drench a bird, not a cockatiel. No. Wait. So. And if he if Dewey had told him that before, he would have known. So. Yeah. Can I ask one question? On how old were you when you drowned this bird? Well, I didn't drown it. I got it <laughs> super cold. It. Was, I was like. You hypothermia your bird, dude. Yeah, I know. It was really, it was such a bummer too because I really loved it. I was like five or six, oh. maybe. Oh no! Oh, yeah, I was like. And I just got another logistics. Were you like holding it in the bath? Like, what were you? I had. I remember I had like a little, like something would was, not like a boogie board, but like something super small that floated, and I and he would like oh. I'd have him like perched on it, and then every once in a while I'd like, kind of dip him in the water with me. And, yeah. So it wasn't like scared of the water. I, I'm, I'm absolutely positive it did not like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not, you know, it's not a bird for the water. I'm assuming, did it have its wings clipped? I'm, yeah, I think so, most likely. Yeah. I mean, I was a young kid, but. This is such a sad story just because, like, you killed it with love. Yeah. Like, you didn't do anything, like, inherently wrong. You were just loving the bird. You the... love mice and men, your bird. I absolutely did. Yeah. And I remember just so desperately trying to keep it warm one, like, I was like, Dad, he's not. Oh no! Like, I think in the morning, oh, God, I was like, and then you not. slow roasted it or some shit. No, we this poor tortured <laughs> fucking bird. <laughs> we just had I had a bird. little like like a towel, and my dad like had a hair dryer, and we we're like trying to warm it. It was just like and it just died so slowly in front of me. It was so awful. And I saw the other cockatiel get like the, the cat eating him. Oh my god! So you never got another bird. There wasn't a discussion no, about replacing the birds. No. How long did you have them for to begin with? Were they there when you were born? No. These were like 
it was like my me and my sister had these birds. I think my my parents like we needed to get him a pet, but like we don't want a dog or a cat, so we got these birds. Wow. And they were super cute, and they were like I think they're good pets, but we were just I think too young. You know, I think I wanted like a toy. I didn't want a bird. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. So it sounded really nice. It sounded like you were eventually growing to like uh, learn empathy and like caring for stuff. It was great. I love that. Died. I I killed I killed that bird for sure. Damn, dude, what a good answer to Dewey's fucking question about relationship. I got I had nothing. I said I like. Well, I, like I mean, it. after that answer, maybe nothing is better. Sometimes I don't know. That's uh. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> I went first. I'm actually really glad I went first. Oh, you know what? I got another. I got a, I got another bird thing. My dad's my dad's super rich friend uh, gave my dad an African gray gray parrot parrot yes for for us to have uh, and then he's like you guys like birds why don't we'll have to take care of this and it was the most obnoxious oh he, loud he Thai kinged you he gave you the white elephant meaning is that where that comes from yeah the king of Thailand oh my god I hope it's Thailand I'm not wrong I'm pretty sure because they're like revered white elephants. And it's like a question, Google will ask you this shit, like weird startup-y people will be like, if someone gave you the gift of a white elephant, you can't sell it, you can't give it away yourself, what do you do? And it was a prank. He would do it as a prank. It's like a revered animal. So it was like, and I'm the king, I'm so important, I'm going to give you this white elephant. And people were like, oh my God, I got to take care of it. And it would make people go bankrupt because how do you take care of an elephant if you're poor or if you're just regular? And they couldn't- Epic prank. They couldn't kill it because it was sacrilegious. They couldn't give it away because it was disrespectful. So he would slowly watch the white elephant destroy people's lives and like think it was hilarious. Rich friend giving. Yeah, I think. No, I think. Raybert. It was. I think it was not meant to uh, destroy my dad and my family. I think it was. <laughs> you think? You're not sure. I'm sure not. the first white elephant the Thai king gave away, he was like, this is a legit gift. And they saw what happened. He's like, oh, okay, well, if I want to do that again, I know what to do. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't think that was the case. I think he was trying to either, he was tired of it. He's like, do you guys like birds? I remember you guys had cocktails and my dad's like accepted it because he's a friend of his or I don't know. But we had a gray parrot for a month before my mom. And like, I was like, there's seats everywhere. This guy's so loud. It's obnoxious. You got to get rid of this thing. So there's another bird experience for you. Jesus. Yeah. My uncle owned a bird. That's the closest I ever got to a bird. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Whoa, what kind of bird? They, oh boy. They were small. They're like, you know, pet store birds that just stand like okay. birds or something. Yeah, like the yellow one, red one. He had them in a cage in his laundry room. They never saw any other room. Oh, that's sad. And laundry rooms, you're lucky if you got a window. Out. Yeah, it was loud too. Has there ever been a discussion about pet birds on the the bird podcast? How do you guys feel about pet birds? So not only has there been a discussion, I don't know if you know, do you know, you know Jess Fansgard, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had her on. She has a pet bird and her bird was just on the podcast. It was just like making noise the whole time. It was really fun. Oh, okay. So, so that answers the question. Yeah. You guys are yeah the birds so i i personally would never own a bird because i kind of feel weird that like it can't fly everywhere but like everybody i know that owns a bird the bird is incredibly happy and like loves being pet and stuff so i think it's fine okay like jess's bird loves her she, i think it was it was pig and what michelle or something yeah i think it was pig and michelle you're right well jessica does jess you do have a bird uh your dad has a bird My dad has a macaw or a parrot or something and she's mean hmm. she doesn't yeah. like to be yeah. pet and she i think she wants to die but they live so long <laughs> Well, Dewey, add that 
add that to your anecdote of not every fucking bird is happy now. Yeah, there's one macaw that's really mad. Yeah. Well, she likes your dad, though. She likes only my dad. I think she only wants to die because your dad is married to your mom and not her. Maybe. That's an interesting theory. She's like wilting. Oh. Maybe she takes on the traits of the mom. Well, she, no, I, Samir, that is a good point because Jess, she does copy your mom quite a bit, right? Yeah. She, she like tries to lure you and your sister into the garage. Yeah. She just, her imitation voice when she talks is very similar to my mom when she, my mom yells. Not that my mom is yelling a lot, but some, like if she's upstairs and we're downstairs, my mom will be like, girls, can you do this? So my, the bird starts saying girls, but yelling it like my mom would. And it sounds like my mom. That's very, it's very confusing. And then you come into the garage and the bird has the car running and it's just, you know. Uh, yep. Anyway. It's a hose from the exhaust pipe. To that, that's such yeah. great. Yeah. That could make so many great comedic moments. My voice is not true. And then the bird just goes, ah. And then you guys are just like, come on. It's like a sitcom. <laughs> yeah. We got a house up the street that has a bunch of macaws. And they fucking what? suck. They keep them. It's like, I have no... From the looks of the outside of the house, they must have a lot of animals yeah. inside the house. And they got like three big yeah. cages where the macaws are out on the porch and will like yell at people as they walk by sometimes. Uh, yeah. Like cat calling. Yeah. <laughs> like nice tits. <laughs> Do we? It's inappropriate. Inappropriate. I didn't, the bird's saying it. I'm not saying it. Okay. I don't know. I think it'd be funny if the bird was cat calling. And I don't think that's wrong. I think it would be funny if this podcast respected women. Yeah. I think that'd be really oh funny. Oh my God. God. And you know what? I think it'd be right, funny fine. if I, I'm going to start saying slurs. I don't care as long as there's no, there's no <laughs> rules in this podcast anymore. I'm going to start going for it. No slurs. Well, it, the ones you're allowed to say, I guess I can't stop you as a white man, but uh, you know, whatever. Dewey. Whatever you want to do. Dewey, don't even give us that bit of rope. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy, I don't know if it's the same guy, but there's a guy like in Los Feliz that will walk in Griffith Park with like a bunch of macaws on his shoulder. Very weird. Really? It's like five or six. I've yeah. seen that guy. I don't know if he, yeah. Hmm. I feel like there's places that you go when you're not from LA and there's places you go when you're from LA. And like Griffith Park is a not from LA place to go. Oh my God. It, really? It, okay, here's the thing. I will defend Griffith <laughs> Park. It's like the only green space for miles. I think for the most part, Griffith Park kind of sucks, but there's good parts of it. So I will defend parts no, of I it. No, I like Griffith Park. Yeah, I don't want to be like that, nice. but like... Yeah. Okay. It, nice. Have an opinion and stick with it, Samir. What do you What do you got? <laughs> I don't know. There's people there every. The people who are there every weekend without a family. I, I don't. I think they moved here in their twenties. I'm just gonna say it. There was a moment during the pandemic. Um, if you're where, playing soccer at Griffith Park, your family's been here for at least two generations. <laughs> Sorry, Poggy, we'll go on. I, I have a little like soft spot for Griffith because for in, during the pandemic for a moment every week I would, I'd find myself there with like a different like oh let's have lunch and it was always Griffith Park it was always like somebody else would suggest it I was like oh let's go and so I was just like yeah because you were friends with P22 he was I was big, I was big friend I was friends with P22 and when he died I was like take me Lord take me with you you know all right PP <laughs> yeah all right PP too too uh, awesome. Well, that is your guys' history with birds and or birding. So we went on a trip today, uh, and Claudio, you actually kept a list of the birds that we saw. Oh, yeah. So I've sent it I've sent it to Jess. Jess, would you like to read off the list of birds that we saw? Sure. Allegedly, you saw... Oh, Jessica, you can't, you can't allegedly, and if you're not there, <laughs> come on. Lesser goldfinch, house finches, western bluebirds, mallards, snowy egrets, killdeer, high-billed grebes, 
cormorants, Cassin's kingbird, California gull, western gull, great egrets, uh, red-winged blackbirds, and black-crowned night herons. Awesome. So of the birds that we saw, were there any that stuck out to you guys you want to talk about? I was the, man, I, I feel so stupid because this was not even three hours ago and I already forgot. But I think it was the, yeah. the heron, the white, is that the, the white? The black-crowned night heron, yeah. Um, no, yep. was it the black-crowned? Do you mean the black crowned night heron or, or either of the egrets? The e- Thank you. The snowy egret. The egrets are the white ones. Yes. Oh, what you like about the snowy egret? I did really like because well, we we never really saw it up close. We always saw it across from us. There was like yeah, the reservoir, the lake, whatever. Mm-hmm. We only like saw one kind of like in the distance, and it was like kind of just felt like the like the, the special one, you know? Yeah, the oh. great egrets. Yeah. Were like how big are they? Because they were the biggest looking bird we saw, and they were old. They're basically the size of a great blue heron. Yeah, so they're pretty big. So what is that like three feet? Let me look it up for sure. I believe they're about three. They're so they're four feet. They're a little over four feet tall. Wow. And their wingspan is fifty inches. So about four six, feet. Sixty inches is five feet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think so, those are so those ones were good. The the egret, I thought. Not necessarily my favorite, but that was the one bird that I was like, I don't think... If you gave me all the other birds, I'd be like, yeah, we're probably going to see these. I've seen these in LA. The egret, I think, yeah. was the first one where I was like, whoa, didn't expect to see that type of looking bird. Because it was very, like, oh, blue jay look. I don't know. It had, like, a oblong kind of look to it. Yeah, it has a different shape, yeah. yeah. Well, so, um, if you, I'm going to share my screen and show you snowy egrets real quick. So what's cool about snowy egrets and all egrets, really is that they have really long necks, but for a lot of the time, they don't really display their necks. Yeah. They'll sort of shrink up into mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, like a so what Oriole. we were seeing was them shrunken up, but here's how they look in like when they're fully extended. Like you can see like they have this fun plumage on the back. They got that long neck. You got the Larry David going, yeah. Yeah, they got the Larry David. I don't know what the right search term is. Uh, hunched, maybe? There we go. So yeah, this is, this is sort of what we were seeing. Which is this. Oh, that's great. So that neck Mr. Burns. really goes away. Okay, you know what, Dewey? I'm sorry. Uh, now that we have this picture up, that's not the bird that I was thinking. You were thinking of the black one? I just remember it was just a large, elegant-looking bird. Oh, you mean, okay, so you mean the great egret, maybe? I mean, that's just the other one bigger. This is the one. So this one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was surprised why okay. Claudio liked the smaller version of, of no, the, the bird the most, if there's a giant one. Okay, but yeah, this is the great egret, but watch this. Is it the same deal when you hunch over? They do the same deal. It's a little less obvious, but yeah, they. Uh, That's like a cartoon. They really hunch up. Oh. Wait, what? It didn't look yeah. like that when we saw them across across the lake. It no, really we nice. saw them. We saw them at full size. They were fully yeah, uh, strutting. Yeah, they were strut. They were strutting in the words of Thumpasaurus. But yeah, so what did you like about that great egret? Well, it like I said, it was kind of like the the one that it was the it was the furthest away from us. It was elusive, <laughs> and it yeah. it looks elegant. It looks like a nice like. I don't want to say classy bird because what does that mean? But it just no. But I, I get what you mean. So with like we see a lot of small songbirds and they're really beautiful. But seeing these big like five feet tall birds almost feels like you're sort of seeing like a guardian of the forest or like some like like Studio Ghibli esque shit just walking around. Yeah. And also, so where else are egrets native? And so because egrets are part of the heron family. So egrets and herons um, are all part of the same family of bitterns, and those three little things are all over the country in different types. So if you really, if any of you guys listen to this and are really fascinated about um, egrets, 
check out our past episode, My Notes to God, episode 14, My Notes to God. That is where we discuss herons um, in depth, different heron species that we get in America. So we get a ton of different little guys, but these guys specifically, great egrets, they're literally, they're all over California and Oregon. They're all over the South. They're in Wisconsin, Illinois, um, all the way up to Canada. Okay. They're uh, all over the place. So. so random question. What's the, what's the biggest bird? We all know the biggest mammal. What's the biggest bird? <laughs> Emu. Biggest bird. That's a good yeah, question. Yeah, is it an ostrich? I'm going to say it probably is an ostrich. Let me look it up. Isn't there like some kind of great eagle, like a golden eagle is like nine feet wide or something? I think you're thinking like an albatross or something like that. I, I, I was thinking seagull. When you said seagulls, like seagulls are big. Let's see what, who's bigger. Yeah, so the largest is the common ostrich, followed by the Somali ostrich. So they're both ostriches. But the bird with the longest wingspan is the wandering albatross. Ooh, I, was, I was right on both. Its wingspan is, you guys want to guess what the wingspan is? Nine feet. I'll give you a hint. This bird is four feet tall. Nine feet. And... Twelve. Whoa! Twelve feet tall. So it's 4.7 inches, or 4.7 feet tall. And three times as wide. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So he should be playing basketball, is what we're saying. That's true. You don't block shots with your head. We do get some pretty large raptors. Like, bald eagles are pretty dang big. Golden eagles are pretty big. There's some African ones that are pretty big. So what is cool, though, when we're talking about large raptors, so there was an island in sort of like the, um, not in Oceania, but somewhere between Asia and Oceania, way back in the day, where every major ecological niche was filled by birds. So instead of like um, a grazing animal like a deer or like an ibex or something, they had giant ostrich-like birds. Instead of lions or tigers, they had giant falcons or hawks or eagles. I think giant eagles that would swoop in and kill them. So it was a weird little like bird-only island, hmm. which was pretty cool. That's... But then they got wiped out by people. That sounds really cool. Great egrets are pretty dang cool. Where did I... They can... They are pretty like efficient with their flight. So a lot of egrets will like flap their wings a few times then soar the rest of the way. So these guys, they can cruise at 25 miles an hour just from two wing beats. Makes sense, right? That's kind of like so two the flaps of their wings, they can so go 25, fast. which is like school zone. Yeah, they must be really high up well, in the air when about... they're getting 25 miles an hour, right? That's ground speed. Yeah, yeah, that's their, that's the yeah they're not they're not walking or anything, but yeah, when they're flying like that. I mean, if they were low to the ground going 25 miles an hour, that's that would look crazy fast. <laughs> I mean, they could in theory. It's just like when they're that, it's so hard for them. A lot of them live in like more marshy areas. So if they find like a nice little plane, they could do it. But yeah, because we talked about last week, we talked about golden eagles, which can go up to 200 miles an hour when they're soaring, <sighs> which is pretty well, dang cool. Well, not soaring. Like, that's not when they, they're soaring, when they when die, they're I mean. Yeah. That's when they die for prey. Yeah. yeah. Really that's like a peregrine out. falcon, right? The same kind of concept? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, so, well, sorry, go on. No, go ahead, Samir. I just want to ask questions about falcons. Do they all punch or is that just one of them? So that's just one guy that is, that is yeah, just Captain Falcon. He has a no, star punch. No, come on, dude. It's a bird podcast. <laughs> Take your serious. podcast serious, okay, so, <laughs> one, one thing I will say about falcons. So hawks and eagles are pretty closely related. Falcons aren't. They are more related to parrots. They're essentially, a, like, descent, they're essentially descent, like, related to parrots, but they, like, did a conversive, or not. It's the convergent evolution thing that you're they got, talking about. They got the... But basically, they evolved to be similar despite not being related. So they evolved to look like those uh, hawks and eagles and stuff, but they're more the related to parrots, which is pretty cool. I just heard about falcons punching stuff once. Oh, wait, are you actually being serious? I thought you were doing a Captain Falcon joke from Smash Bros. No! I, I, I knew Captain Falcon, but then I heard that they can, they, they curl their shit up, 
their fist. They come down, they stun the rabbit or whatever the fuck they're hunting. It stuns it. And then they do whatever next. Cause then I mix them up with hawks. Cause, cause then they'll pick them up. Yeah. Like hawks will pick up stuff and then just drop it. And that's how they kill it sometimes. All right. So Samir, there is actually controversy in the world of science as to whether or not falcons actually punch. So they do attack their prey with like a forward attacking motion, but scientists are divided as to whether or not it's a true punch because in some cases the claws are out. But you're basically right. They do attack with those talons in the way that's sort of like punching. But they're not picking it up. They're they're kind of like ramming it. Smacking it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just seems like just pick it up. That seems to be so for the initial attack they'll like they'll like rip at their prey. And then they'll grab it later, of course. But it's 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 a divisive part of the scientific community akin to like evolution versus not well, evolution. Close. I'm glad I'm asking the right questions. Yeah. Good yeah. questions, Samir. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Any other thoughts on um, great egrets? No, big fan of the egrets. Uh, love seeing them at the LA River. Love seeing all the signage of yeah. them. Feel like if there was a bird for Los Angeles, like a Los Angeles native bird, and we were going to vote on it, I could very well see that winning. Yeah. So I don't want to burst your bubble. That's actually the great blue heron. Well, I said egrets, so fuck it. Okay. I'm not. I just want to make sure that you know that it is the great blue. I'm not trying to. But be what the one, asshole. the one that they have on the signage for the LA River? Yeah, the signs are just. They're heron. That's a great blue heron. No way. Yeah. So the the yeah. we we some lady lied to us. Sorry, podcast listeners. Yes, we got, we, we were, were lied, lied to. to. This lady saw us bird watching, and she was like, "Oh, right up there." I'm sure. She, I think she was trying to get us mugged. That's what I'm thinking now. She said, "Go into that <laughs> little bush right there. Don't ask any questions." Yeah, she said, "Take your wallet out." Uh, yeah, she said there was going to be two, two blue herons, and yeah, obviously there weren't. I was looking really hard for them. So I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming it's just an egret that looks a little blue. Mm. Well, all the signage is sun bleached for the LA River, and they look yeah. white anyway. Well, I think so it's I meant to right. be a silhouette, though, but... Then what the fuck? It's the same bird, then. Well, they are. They're very closely related. They're both herons. Right. If LA voted... <laughs> the medium information voter would win and the great egret would win. Nothing I said was a lie. <laughs> I will say before we move on, um, it was really interesting to see a lot of seagulls in uh, the lake. In the valley, yeah. In the valley, yes. But like just on our day today, there was like 40 or 50 seagulls in there, which was so weird. There were... A shit ton of seagulls, which actually I'm glad you brought up because seagulls are one of the birds I want to talk about today because we haven't talked about them much on the podcast. So we saw two different seagull species today because a lot of times seagulls will hang out in mixed species flocks, which is annoying for me as a birder because I can barely tell them apart to begin with. So having them all together fucks me up even more. So the two that we saw today we're going to talk about were California gulls and Western gulls. Um, so I'm going to start with California gulls, which first of all, California gulls that are undeniable. <laughs> Claudio <laughs> is leaving spot, and showing yes. off his custom-made shorts. <laughs> oh God! Is that is that the best reference? I'm taking a nap. Could you have done? I wish they. I wish they all could be <laughs> California goals. I think so because she spells it girls with a U, so it's literally one letter off. You replace that R with an L, and it's the same thing. Okay. I think I wish they all could be California goals would have okay. worked. Because then it goes along with your, I don't like that they're mixed species oh. and they're sort of tell apart. Yeah. 
and you're eating father, daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took care of the hand That's another part of the song. I don't know. No, I, I'm on board. I agree. Uh, so anyway, so California goals. So what's cool about these guys is despite the name Cali- the back, everyone. They're undeniable. <laughs> it is very funny. I just hate it. <laughs> For the listening audience, Dewey made a face that if we didn't know he was doing a bit, the face let him know, let us know that a bit just yeah. happened. Well, see, Claudio is mad because he knew me before I was funny, so he used to genuinely be mad, and then now he actually has to laugh at the things that used to make him mad. Now he's jealous. No, I just... <laughs> What do you mean? What, yeah, Jessica, I agree. What do, what do you When mean? we met Dewey, he you was just a simple goat farmer. What do you mean before you were funny? And why was he pretending? Well, yeah. I, I, you knew me back before I started doing comedy and stuff, before I got good at, you know, comedy. Not that I'm good. You know, I, you know what, Dewey, I, but Dewey, I, I would always say that you had... Wait, sorry, so he was humor you by laughing and now he is being mad? No, that, no, he used to hate me. Never laugh. I'm saying now he's mad because his reflex is to be mad, but it's actually funny Yeah, now. it is actually funny. So that's the... Uh... Why was the reflex to be mad? They're bad. They're bad. I'm, yeah. not, under- I'm not understanding. Just because I, I was not good at jokes and I would try to make them all the time because my sick brain loves the dopamine rush I get from approval. So uh, it was just... Uh... Wait, that, that means you're sick? Oh, fuck. Dewey does have a knack for yeah. puns. Yeah, it's... it's, it's... So you would, you would go for quantity over quality and would that help with the dopamine or would that make no, it worse? No, it's just it was all bad. I would never just get what I did. I know you're right now. Just was like simple. Yeah. All I <laughs> to do is just let Jessica just like yeah. Socratic method. Actually, this, this is a rare moment. Normally when I get roasted like this, it's an all female episode. So this is a this is a new one for the podcast. So Yeah, it's not a sex thing because she's not team. she's being really nice to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway. But yeah, oh, seagulls. I have questions, so when you're ready, let me, yep, let me please. know. Okay. Sure, no, so this is the part of the podcast where I just yell facts at you, so interject in all, at all any time you want. Yeah. Okay, okay. And and, and hopefully, yeah. Well, maybe one of your questions get answered. Yeah. Sure, but this is the better way. So ask, ask the question, Samir. Go yeah, for yeah. it. Uh, and Dewey, please, put, put my question in the in your answer so you can so we can edit this a little tighter. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I'll Google it. In my, is, is it true, and this is just an assumption I have that I made up myself, that seagulls are the most influenced by human behavior? Like, seagulls know, if seagulls know people generally go somewhere, they're going to go there. You know, like... I would, so I don't know this for certain. That's a good question. I'll have to research later, and if I have the time and energy, I'll put it into the podcast. Um, but... I would guess that's, I would guess so. And the only composition I see is pigeons. So we talked about pigeons before in our fifth episode with Jess Fensgard and um, Sarah Bebb. Check it out. Um, I believe it's titled Sarah Jessica Parker. Just put it on the ground. So on that episode, we talk about the pigeons because pigeons used to be domestic birds that were released into the wild. Um, And by wild, I mean the cities. So they can't actually survive in the wild. They don't have the skills because they were fully domesticated at the point they lost all natural instinct. So they literally rely on us to survive. That's why they like hang out in parks and like cities and stuff. So I would guess seagulls, I would guess seagulls are only because seagulls still have that wild ability. So they literally do follow humans to get that extra stuff. Whereas pigeons are wholly dependent on us, but um, they're definitely not the only birds. So that is a good question. I'll I'll have to look into more. Good question. That is interesting about pigeons because 
That totally makes yes. sense. I know that they're- Jess's exact words were, you could grab a pigeon and take it home and it'll love you. They're, they're literally are just pets that are in the wild. So I think 50% of what I know about pigeons I learned from Mike Tyson, so. <laughs> Wait, oh yeah, because he likes pigeons. He's he obsessed with pigeons. He's got pigeons that are worth up to like five, ten thousand $10,000. I had somebody who would competitively raise pigeons growing up as part of their little 4-H FFA thing, so. Competitively? Yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Well, because in 4-H and FFA, you'd raise livestock and then show them and like compete against one each 4-H FFA, is that the... So 4-H and FFA are like little youth organizations that are agriculturally based. So FFA literally stands for Future Farmers of America. But 4-H is for all ages um, 9 to 19, and then FFA is just for high school age. Um, but so we... Is this like where you're getting your blue ribbons in the county fair? What are the 4-H's? two questions so yes that is where you're getting your blue ribbon at the county fair some years through 4-h and ffa unless you're doing a jackpot show which is open to people for all ages like adults and stuff to answer jess's questions it is hands heart health and i think the fourth is community which is not an age but i think i think the fourth one might be community or something like that (laughs) at home uh okay yeah so you got your you got your you you got your olympics and then you got your prize finding yeah, basically. Which shouldn't, so, shouldn't yeah, be I fighting with competitive bit. birds because that's that's icky. Yeah, that is cockfighting, which is illegal. And there was uh, a tiny part of me when you said competitive pigeons that I thought. Mm, oh, they, thought they were fighting. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. I just looked up seagulls, and um, they prefer to take food out of your hands. Wow. Oh. I've never. That's seen like that. sweet and kind of shitty, but that's fun. I mean, I remember when I was growing up in Los Angeles, and I kind of went to school closest to the west side we were like surprised that seagulls would come that far east to our school and we felt we like we got as... seagulls at my school and we were like two hours from the ocean they, yeah so we got them at we were in the valley and an hour away well today we saw them in the valley and that was kind of like whoa yeah but they were by a body of water but we'll talk about it a little bit but like one of their preferred forage grounds is dumps like i've researched a lot of birds and this is the only bird where literally the word garbage is included in their diet huh like they actually like eat garbage. Like it's like normally it's like fish and berries. This one's like fish, berries, small birds, garbage. <laughs> like that seems that seems like we may have fucked up for this species. Like them and condors. Yeah, basically. Um, so the California gull. I'm not gonna make a pun this time. Don't worry. Um, despite its name, it is the state bird of Utah. That's too bad. Oh, I'm gonna shove that in every Utah person's face from now on. <laughs> Get your own bird, losers. <laughs> that is cuck behavior, yeah. Uh, can you? Do you guys have any guesses as to why it might be the state bird of Utah? State of Utah, California. There's um, a lot of Mormons in California too. Okay. Oh shit. Good guess. I don't know. I want to make some Mormon joke, <laughs> like they thought the bird was God once on a hill. The bird was just convincing <laughs> a lot with golden plates. And these aren't jokes, they're just, this is what you would this say is what I honestly if believe. they were jokes. Uh, I don't, no, I don't, I, I couldn't think. Okay. Claudia, do you want to guess before I give it up? No, I was trying so hard, but I can't even think of like, like, something even to start. It's got to be they, they saw the bird and they're like, whatever whatever the name of that bird is, that's it. <laughs> you know, like, it's California. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. So... We saw two goals today. We saw the Western goal and the California goal. So the Western goal literally lives just on the coastline. It's all the way from Baja, California to, I believe, Washington or Oregon all the way up there. The California goal, despite its name, will go all the way inland, like almost to like um, like the Colorado area, all the way up through like Idaho and shit. So they go pretty far in. So when they breed, 
they returned to like Utah and like new, like sort of that area. So there was one year in 1848, one year before the gold rush, um, there was a plague of caddy dids, AKA Mormon crickets, which that sounds like an official nickname, but also feels derogatory. And I feel weird saying it. So I'm going to look into that. It's not, it's not <laughs> They're just like really shallow. It might be Katie like, Dids. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. It's either Katie Dids or Caddy Dids. Anyway, they're basically grasshoppers. So there's a plague of them, and they were literally like laying waste to the crops like locusts. Like they were destroying like all the Mormon crops, and like they're facing starvation. But this also happened right before breeding season. So during breeding season, suddenly like thousands of flocks of gulls just... returned to the area and killed all the bugs. So there was a. The Mormons got attacked by locusts. Yeah. And, and then they were saved by these birds. It was like biblical. They had like a, a gift from God. These fucking birds flew in. They literally built a statue um, mo- like as a monument to it in Salt Lake City. And now the state bird of Utah is the California bull. And then they made a false idol. Wow. Yeah, they made a false idol. They made the bull. They got attacked by locusts. They made a false idol. <laughs> really Mormons? I would probably convert if that happened. To- I would probably be Mormon. That feels like a pretty convincing act of God. I was going to say, maybe maybe I got it wrong growing up Protestant. Well, uh, Jessica, if you were the one odd person that wasn't Mormon in that area, you'd be like, no, it's still my religion. They saved me <laughs> just as much as they saved you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Everyone just got reinforced with what they believed yeah, before. It's like, no. It's... Pretty sure my statue of Zeus just worked. <laughs> so we're, we're good. Yeah, you could claim anything for that one. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's, a, that's a really fun story. So the birds fucking yeah. saved everyone. Yeah. That's a really, that's like, I would challenge another state to be like, have a better justification for your bird. Ours saved our lives. (laughs) Can we change change the name of the Utah bird? Yeah, Yeah. that's the interesting part is that there's an actual story behind the state bird. Because I'm always like, state bird, who gives a shit? Or like state flower. I'm like, who is the governing body that decides these stupid state stuff? I had nothing to do with this, but this actually has a story. So you know what? Here's one for the Mormons. Love you, pals. Good for you. <laughs> hated them all okay sorry when you started with here's one for the mormons i thought we we're gonna have like a joe rogan moment where i was gonna have to cut this out because you were just gonna go on a tirade no so, uh... come on i take this podcast very seriously evidently you don't let's hear it for the mormons so speaking of them eating bugs so we talked about fly catchers today when we saw the uh western king birds so fly catchers are birds that will literally catch birds in flights so gulls do a similar thing but it's kind of dumber so what they do is they will see a flock of flies and they will just fly through at full speed with their mouth open <laughs> and it's just whatever gets in there they eat so it's sort of i love it they're the whales in the sky yeah 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 basically yeah that, that's whale strategy they're like a they're like a biker but they like it so there's a bird <laughs> so there's a bird <laughs> That was a good one. Uh, but yeah, let's put the the sun the sunscreen yeah. down. Um, so there's birds who can catch flies in midair. That's why they call fly catchers. Yes, we saw that today. So the ones we get in LA are typically the western. You said that, but I just gotta re re. My brain can't wrap around that that the bird. Can I like no, get this bird as a pet in my house and it'll just catch flies for me? <laughs> like a, a a cat would couch or a mosquito would be better. I think. I mean, it's that. not a domesticated bird, so it probably would catch them, but it would also shit everywhere and probably ruin furniture and your hair. But yeah, they uh, mm-hmm. so they literally fly around and catch flies. So the kinds that we get in LA for the most part are Cassin's kingbirds and Western kingbirds, and also a bird called a black phoebe. And then sometimes we get the very beautiful vermilion flycatcher, which comes around, uh, which is a lot of fun. I thought that was a flower. The vermilion flycatcher? That's a Venus flytrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
Well, Vermilion sounds like a kind of does. Yeah, it's a it's a it's also a Pokemon town. Okay. I think you can Vermilion City. Okay, I'm sorry I made everyone listen to that. I loved it. I think of vermin every time I hear Vermilion. Okay. I was gonna say yeah. There's a Paula Tompkins anecdote where he says that a teacher said the most beautiful world in the English language is Vermilion, and he's like, it has vermin in it. That's a <laughs> gross word. Um, so back to their diet. So like we said, they're omnivores, so they'll eat anything. And like this is again, I've never seen this before where they list they list like the foods they eat, and garbage is number two. Which I'm taking food ingredient rules to mean that they eat garbage second most. So it goes fish, garbage. And then grasshoppers and a bunch of other bugs and stuff. But they also, these guys are kind of fucked up. They also eat smaller birds. Like they'll eat like little like ducklings or like other like tiny birds and stuff. They'll kill them and eat them, which is kind of crazy. Um, But yeah, so what's cool about these guys is that typically when we talk about birds, each bird sort of has an eating style they employ. So we talked about the flycatchers. Belted kingfishers are perch um, hunters. So they'll sit on a perch, they'll see their prey and they'll fly in and attack them. Um, There are birds that are waiting birds that go in and pick them. But what's cool about seagulls is they employ multiple strategies to hunt birds. So they'll do fly catching. They will um, pick prey off the surface of the water. These guys will even dive into the water and eat them. And they'll like run up and eat food on the ground. So they actually do employ a lot of different strategies to eat, which is really helpful evolutionally or evolutionarily. I don't know if you guys ever played that evolution game where you eat different items with different types of beaks, and it sort of shows you how like helpful it is to have like a specialization. Have you guys played that? Where you're like a hole and little missiles fall in and then the hole gets bigger. No, you were describing the games I believe you play on ads on your iPhone yes, games. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Which is not what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, no. So evolution oh. is like when there's a woman and she's really stinky, so you got to solve a puzzle to give her a Okay, yes. Yeah, so so and you got to put this gold <laughs> bar out before this one. The yeah. fell in. No, it's like this like dumb little game. So like the, the teacher will give you like a bowl, and it has like cut up rubber bands, beans, and like toothpicks. And like, he's like, all right, pick them up with a spoon. And the spoon is really good for the beans, but it sucks for the the things. It sucks for the toothpicks. Then you get a clothespin and like the clothespin is really good for one of them, but it sucks for the other ones. So it just shows you the different ways that specialization can help you eat food. But what's cool about these guys is even though their beaks maybe aren't specialized for everything, they do employ a lot of different strategies, which is great because if it's a low fish year, well, congrats, they can eat garbage. Uh, If it's a low bug year, well, they can dive in and get fish. So it's, cool to see how sort of hardy they are sort of like how great blue herons are everywhere and they eat fucking everything i was gonna say like a dolphin um, i think like a lot of like sea mammals employ different gotta, strategies for hunting you guys well. love bringing up dolphins on this podcast well in you negative and positive ways. i'm more on the negative side yeah. like what are yeah. severe dolphins yes yeah, no but like is it so. is it also like the stomach chemistry that they can just digest whatever the fuck they eat that's a good question. I would guess so, but I don't know specifically. I'll have to look into that. Uh, like, this is one of my favorite kind of episodes where I don't know a lot of stuff. So that's thank we're you being real stupid with our questions. I, I get to learn more. No, and like, there are a lot of good questions. No, no, I love no, I, I legitimately I, I like it. I get to learn more. I also like when it comes to seagulls how I feel like they're very beautiful birds, um, and but they eat like just like like we're mentioning garbage. They'll they'll yeah. take food out of our hands. It's like it's it doesn't really go with kind of like their aesthetic so that's sort of like bald eagles are like objectively beautiful birds but they spend a majority of their time eating out of dumpsters and dumps i dude I, like, I don't think they'll, they'll like pick up fish and shit but like they're also all like garbage birds i don't think no it's a coincidence way. all the ugliest birds like are the smart the talent all the ones who can sing and like mimic orchestras and shit are tiny little brown pieces of poo <laughs> and all the like you know <laughs> pigeons are beautiful bird but they act all trashy and shit 
all these birds that we're talking about that are gorgeous and just sort of like, come on, guys. Birds are shallow as shit, and the only ugly birds develop a personality. Yeah, I think what Samir is saying is, ladies, text that ugly nice guy in your phone. Give him a chance. Yeah. Dump that uh, dump that hot loser you're with. It's crazy that bir- how much birds act like the most base level of human. Like the, the horny <laughs> ones are mean? super like, loud. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like weirdly aggressive to each other in a very obvious way. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's fair. That's good. No, I, I agree. Cats are all coy it's about their stuff. Point. It's also funny that I'm sure you've already discussed this on the podcast before that the birds are the more colorful, the more the flamboyant of the sexes. Yeah. Typically, or is that all across yeah. the board? Yeah. Do you know why that is? Because not why specifically men, but you know why birds um, find color so important? No. No. Why? They have more color seeing cells than like most other like. I, is it a kingdom? No, not kingdom. I lose track of the different taxonomies, but like birds as a group are like better at seeing color than any other group. Oh, they have like yeah. more dedicated they got cells. Cones. So because they of got that, cones. Yeah, they got more rods and cones. Rods and like, and I cones. think they even have like an extra like not rod and cone thing. Um, you can check it all out. I've been watching this documentary on Netflix called World in Color or World of Color. I can't remember the name, but it's really great. But basically, they talk about how like mammals are mostly brown black and uh white and stuff like that and they evolved that because they were typically nocturnal so they didn't even need to see color so they sort of lost a lot of those in, through evolution those cells that saw color because they didn't really need to because it was nighttime but birds however they kept all those color retaining things so because of that color has become very important to their evolution um not specifically just from like an advantage standpoint but just because they can appreciate that beauty so they sort of need that beauty to attract mates which is really cool so that's why you see so many like dancing displays and like color stuff which is really interesting interesting. huh also isn't there a crab i think there's a crab that sees i think not only the visible light spectrum but i think like mantis shrimp is it is it the mantis shrimp I think it's the mantis shrimp i could see infrared they could see how the fuck do we know radiation how do we know what this shrimp is seeing you can, I think that's a good question. You show it different things in response to it. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! This shirt really fucking wild out. <laughs> kaleidoscope. You show, him a fo- you show him a photo of like SpongeBob smoking weed, and he's like, "Whoa, that's cool." That's me, dude. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, wait, what was that? Okay, yeah. So, so birds seem to be just like everything else, selective with their breeding and whatnot. Yeah. And, so, like. Birds are going to be way more colorful, you know? Yeah, totally. And what's cool about birds, too, is for a lot of them, their color depends on what they eat. Like, we saw house finches today. So house finches are brown, but the males are brown with rosy red heads. Yes. And that red comes from pigment of food that they eat. So, like, in certain, like Joshua Tree, they're, like, bright-ass red. Like they're, like, they're, like, crazy red. So red that I thought I was looking at a different bird. But, like, here, they're a little more muted. And it just depends on, like, the pigment they're able to eat. Interesting. Like, flamingos are white when they're born. They become pink as they eat. You know, I think it's the shrimp mostly. Yeah, that's, that a, that's what I was yeah. thinking when you brought that up. How many birds is that the case? That I can't tell you off the top of my head. I just know specifically of those two, but I'm sure yeah. there's plenty. Good questions. So, yeah, good questions, Samir. Um, so just two final little notes on the California goal before we move on. Um, one, they build nests in a very cute way. So what happens is the female will, like, shape the inside of her nest with a with her body to, like, move her body around to form, like, a perfectly fitting little cup, and then they'll build the nest around her, which is very cute. Oh, okay. Um, and then... <laughs> Number two, so we talk about how birds have different courtship displays. So one of the displays that seagulls and specifically California gulls do is called a choking display, where they will literally just like, 
at each other to like get him to like get ready for courtship which is really funny this. i think i've seen this like a pier or something they do this all the time yeah they literally like they'll they'll put like their chest to the ground and, like their head up and like they'll like go up and down as if they're like choking on something yeah i think i've seen that which is crazy saw, those, saw yeah. a girl do that would you not be turned on yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay that's uh i wish this podcast would respect women um all right. Oh, it's a little too late for that. Dewey, so, Dewey, come on, get out okay. of here. Well, it's moving on to the Western goal. So Western goals and California goals look so similar. I can barely tell them apart. I think the big thing to tell them apart with is they have different peak shapes and colors a little bit. Anyway, so like these guys, Western goals are omnivores. They'll eat a bunch of different stuff. And they're a lot more opportunistic than California goals. So these guys love to steal from each other. Um, and weird, gross thing They've been caught finding a sleeping seal, like a sleep a sleeping mom seal, and stealing milk from it. Like suckling and like getting milk from like the mother seal. That's really smart though. Which Ew. is I know, but it's crazy weird. Because yeah. they're not even mammals. I don't know if they can produce I don't know if they can like absorb Do that. They even much. have the mouth for that? They able that... to get it out. I don't know if they maybe they like pull and squeeze instead of sucking. I don't know, but That's wild. Oh. That must have just been yeah. one dude who was just crazy desperate one day and then <laughs> told everyone else about yeah. it. And that seal must have been like, I respect you. I am sorry, I was sleeping and you figured this one out. I'm gonna let you have a little more milk. I'm gonna I'll bite you eventually, but I gotta this is pretty cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna respect that. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Do you think they learned it from humans? Um, like yeah, because humans are at the beach. I'm always at the beach running up to uh, seal tips. Well, I don't know. They saw someone breastfeeding once, and they're like, all right, cool. Human, I think they flew that way, too. Most likely another seal. They saw another seal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's like that There's like that joke that goes around on Twitter every two years. It's like, the first guy who milked a cow must have been on yeah. something. Yes. Do you think, do you think uh, seagulls have the same joke? Yeah. But about seals? I've heard of whales being taught how to dance in SeaWorld and then being released. And now like whales around the world can dance. And it's like not like a mother. Some mothers teach their daughters how to dance some mothers didn't dance and their daughters dance like it's just like humans now where some some whales like to dance and some don't and they can teach each other how to dance now like they do the whole like tail moonwalk thing which they only we're gonna get like a happy feet too but with uh fucking whales we're gonna get a whale footloose yeah (laughs) and then there's gonna be like abolitionist whales that are like you know where that came from right (laughs) (laughs) uh so what's cool about these guys is so if they're in a colony that has more females than males, females will form mating pails. They'll be little lesbians. So what they'll do is they'll both like get impregnated by a male, then they'll mate, then they'll come together and just act as a little, you know, married couple, and they'll raise the babies together. That's genius. Like, because it takes two birds to raise the baby, or I don't know if they're lesbians and they just, you know, they still want to have a baby or whatever. But roommates. it seems to be that it's just because it takes two males, or not two males, because it takes two birds is the idea. Okay, so they're still finding, like, they're still having heterosexual intercourse. Yeah, but uh, okay, good. Yeah, so I guess they're by it's one boy bird impregnating two female birds, and they're both taking yeah, great as co-parents for the offspring. Yeah, every man's dream. Yeah, so uh, yeah. One bird, one male bird is killing all the other male birds. Being like, oh, I guess we gotta. <laughs> I can't raise these all. Yeah, I gotta, you know. I'm busy. 
Well, there is a sad reason that this typically happens, and it's because a lot of um, gull populations are having more female babies than male babies. Temperature. And it's because there's a lot of pollution. Yeah, it's our fault. Oh, goodness. So that's a good. So you're thinking of crocodiles, but that's a good point. It's all the soy um, we're putting so, into the water, right? Yeah, it's soy. They're, uh, yeah, it's all the, <laughs> it's it's all all the tofu so that Gavin Newsom keeps dumping. Um, it's because like there's just like different pesticides that get into the bloodstream, and they mimic estrogen. So that estrogen causes the eggs to develop into females instead of males. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. So what's weird, though, is we talked about how California gulls love to, like, eat in all these sort of different ways and even dive into the water to catch food. These guys can't do that. They look so similar, but they don't really have that diving ability, so they just eat by eating off the surface. Are these, the ones, are these the ones that we interact with the most? Do you, do you know or no? Or do we see them about just the same? We see them about the same. I don't know. It's so hard to tell. About I didn't even think we were looking at two different kinds of seagulls. I thought it was just one. I didn't until I looked back at the photos and then looked at them. Because I looked at the website and I was like, somebody saw two gulls look exactly the same. And they, they do like live in multi-species flocks. So um, those were sort of the, the dealio there. Um, but we talked about how different gulls like will uh, eat smaller birds. There's this, um, Oakland has a little lake called Lake Meritair, Meritair, whatever the fuck. Have you ever heard of that, Jess? Lake Merit? Yeah, Lake Merit. Lake Merit? Oh my God. When I How copied and pasted, it got rid of a space between Merit and R. So it combined it to one word, which is Meritair. So, this, my, so yes, this is the original uh, Karen Park, for those of you who don't know. This is, Wait, really? This is where the original lady who called the cops on the people having a barbecue, that was at Merit Park. No way. Oh my god. Yes. So this is the, uh, what's it fucking called? Uh, there's a word for where a, fe- a species is first discovered. Mm. Uh, what's it, one second, it's gonna bother me. You're saying this is where the species of Karen was, was discovered? Yeah, I was gonna say, it's a, uh, what's it fucking called? I can't remember, but it's basically like, when a species is first discovered, they go to where it was first discovered, no matter where it lives. And like they like say, oh, I think it's localization or species localized. I'll look it up and add it. But anyway, so like if a species like lives everywhere, but it was first noticed in Colorado, then they'll say that it's like localized to Colorado or whatever. Western gulls specifically are a huge problem for the San Francisco Giants because you guys are both Dodger boys, right? Yeah, great. <laughs> they did the LA symbol again. Uh, Jess and I are from Giants Country, but AT&T Park gets right on the water, and like gulls are like a gigantic problem. Like they'll fly on, they'll shit everywhere, they'll steal stuff out of people's hands, or like they'll take food and shit. It's like a real, like actual problem. And for a while, it was solved because like a red-tailed hawk like was showing up for a few months, but then they came back. And like the problem is though, there's no way to stop it. Like the Giants have looked into it. It's illegal to shoot them, and the only solution would be to hire like an in-game. <laughs> So you can't shoot them. I don't know if that was the first solution. Yeah. Can we just like well, shoot bullets looked, into the sky? They looked into it at least. That's, yeah, off. that's yeah. so funny. It's like, well, we're going to shoot them, right? It's, instead of the seventh <laughs> inning stre- or stretch, it's a seventh inning duck, and they just shoot a bunch of shit into the uh, thing oh, while you God. duck down. But uh, So the only other solution that they could do, they could hire a falconer to hunt them with a falcon, but it would cost $8,000 a game. They do that at airports, correct? Oh, do they? Yeah, to make sure that there's not a lot of bird oh. strikes, that they have a, a falconer or they have a guy with a, a bird of prey and they they kind of like attack so they keep the area clear. oh right because the 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 first scene in the in the sully movie is a falconer like waking up to see his alarm didn't go off right <laughs> <laughs> uh nothing will happen today that's what it doing yeah. that was a good one that, uh, you just made up for the california goals sorry yeah that's good they yep. just need like a bunch of like um you know wooden owls 
they just put those all around, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't even know if those work anymore. I think birds have caught on. I had some neighbors that had some. Yeah, again, birds, smart. This was the first time I shit on dolphins. Overrated. Birds, underrated. Yeah. Well, so speaking of, while we're talking about wood and owls, so you guys know puffins, right? Yeah, yeah. Cereal brand. Uh, underwater yeah, snowbirds. Delicious. Yeah, well, they're not. Yeah. So um, puffins were like really endangered for a while and they were brought back. Um, like they were like, a lot of them were brought back because of human efforts. But one issue they were having was that like puffins, a big part of their like breeding is returning to their breeding spot after they're born. But a lot of them were not returning to the island and scientists couldn't figure out why. And then they realized, oh, puffins won't return back to this rock because they don't see other puffins living there. So at first they tried like mirrors, like so that way they like see puffins in the reflection thing. Oh, maybe that'll work, but that didn't work at all. So then what they did is they just built little plastic puffins and put them all around the island, and that worked. That they works. saw like, these like fake plastic puffins, so, like oh we can nest here, it's great. And then the species rebounded. Then after a while they didn't need the plastic ones anymore because they were enough real mm, ones. So. Enough real ones. Wow, that's so interesting. That's pretty cute actually. Yeah. And I'm assuming yeah. we were the reason why they started to die up in the first place, right? I'm a hundred. Yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely. There's no way. Yeah. No way we weren't at this point. We were the we were the the cause and the disease. <sighs> yep. Uh, any other thoughts on goals before we move on? No, no. Okay. Let's no. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> uh, great. So um, the only one I want to talk about a little bit. We won't talk a ton, but we saw some western bluebirds today. What did you guys think about the western bluebirds? We saw that one early on in our hike, right? That was like one of the first yeah. ones that we saw. Um, yeah, I, I learned the, I imagine you're going to bring up the fact that you taught us. So I'm going to keep that for you to say, but. Very... Oh no, we already talked about that. So you can bring it up. We've discussed that. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, Dewey taught us that yeah. there is no blue in the plumage. That is kind of like, uh, like a trick. Uh, it's like iridescent. It's not, it's not an actual. It's the way feather. that it reflects in our eyes. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. And well, so it's a brown feather yeah. still. And I, I, that was truly fascinating to me. Because it doesn't yeah. seem like because it's a very hard color to reproduce naturally. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. There's not a ton of blue pigment out there. That's a. That's why it was a royal uh, color. Uh, that's purple you're thinking of, and purple. It is purple you're thinking. Of. <laughs> um, that's well, interesting. I didn't know it was just blues. our eyes. I thought it was like, you know, the sky is blue and they're well, just birds, reflective and shit. Yeah, birds see different colors than we do too. So I don't know. It's hard. But, but you uh, said it's just blue. That is like a. As is the optical illusion oh, sorry, like yes, red yeah, and green and they're actually red and green yeah yeah, yeah i saw the blue uh, yeah, i think there is blue pigment somewhere but i think for the most part birds and, don't produce and and i my first thing was like oh they're smaller than i thought they remember them being is that a blue jay is really big you're thinking of scrub jays i believe oh, so we get shit. scrub jays around here okay so the, I'll pull up a picture of those. I believe that's what you're talking about. So scrub jays are corvids, which uh, do you guys, are you guys familiar with the corvid that's family? That's a crow. That's a raven. They got those like yes. pushback tails. Slick back. Good eye, Claudio. Or good, good, good. You're correct, Claudio. That is correct. Corvids uh, are the smartest I, Sorry, for a second I typed in scrubs and then it was just a bunch of results for the movie or for the show Scrubs. Great show. Um, so yeah, this is a scrub jay. So these yeah. are, when I was a kid, I thought we got blue jays because of these guys, but these are scrub jays. See the little pushback So tail. in California, we get... Yeah. So in California, we get two types. We get the California scrub jay and the Woodhouse's scrub jay, and they are almost impossible to tell apart to the point that they only recently were designated as two different species. For a while, they were considered the same, but yeah. Woodhouse um, so we get scrub, scrub jays jay. and we get blue jays. Sounds like a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. DJ Woodhouse show. Um, yeah. So what's cool about Western bluebirds, though, so we saw the juveniles. So the juveniles are brown with speckles, and they glow. They grow those blue and orange um, feathers. 
And so, like, a lot of birds, like, you know, if the forest gets burnt out, a lot of birds will abandon it because there's not a ton of food and stuff. And we, today, we didn't go down one path because it was just a bunch of dead shrubs, and I think a lot of stuff would be there. But western bluebirds actually thrive in areas that have been sort of disturbed by humans for some reason. So they do really well in, like, logged areas or, like, burned forests um, because, not because there's more food there, but because those areas provide a lot more suitable places for nesting and perching. Um, so they can nest easier there. They can perch and maybe see some bugs that other birds don't because they're not hanging out in those areas. So it's a nice little evolutionary trait they developed. Very optimistic. Yeah. I'm assuming there's less predators too, if there's less of everything. Probably, yeah. That, I think that's a good point too. Um, so they have different <laughs> diets depending on the time of year. So these guys fucking love bugs. They can't get enough of the stuff. Um, so during the summer, they eat almost entirely insects. But in the winter, where insects are more scarce, they will stop that and eat mostly fruits and seeds, which I think is fun and cute. Stop so depending that. on the time of year, they sort of... All you do is they will stop they that. They will stop that. <laughs> like, it's if they're getting yelled at, stop eating those bugs! <laughs> and they will stop that. <laughs> and they'll start eating some fruits and seeds, berries. What was your favorite bird you guys saw today? I think I said egret earlier. The egret was the one I was happiest to see because I didn't think I'd see it. But the cormoran, I'm I'm glad I learned about because that's the one I had the most questions about. That's right. Yeah. And for me, yeah, you specifically you kept seeing the cormorants just show up in Echo Park one day, and they just kept eating rats. Was sort of your cormoran showed up in Echo Park one day. I saw it, and I thought that might be an invasive bird. I had not seen it, and <laughs> this shit's weird. And then I started yeah. seeing it eat rats, <laughs> blocks away from Echo Park, around on my street. It was on a telephone pole eating a rat they love above the sidewalk I was walking on. I was really scared I was going to drop it on me. That's disgusting. Yeah, it was getting gifts for you. Like and I then I was thinking about it when you said there's ways that birds eat. I was looking at the dead rats and like they would like pick at it. Like it would be like a rat carcass and then it would like be have its like insides picked out, which is I'm assuming one style of eating. Like it's got a very pointy beak, yeah. big big bing, instead of eating something whole and right. pooping it out like an owl. Yeah. So you know, okay. <laughs> so that is a good point. So some yeah, some birds do like to swallow stuff whole. Like grebes, we saw grebes today, which are duck like birds, and what they will do is they will purposely swallow their own feathers. So they'll end up with a belly full of their own feathers. And the reason that they do that is so they can swallow meat whole and or swallow like meat whole and then spit the bones out with the feathers. That's wild. They have feathers inside yeah. their belly that just act as like filters. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's literally just, it catches it and then they spit them back out. It's like cat litter. What, what can't feathers do? Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always saying, Claudia, was your favorite the egret too? No, you know what? Honestly, this is probably like a boring answer, but I was, and I see, it's not like very, very common bird. And we were talking about it for half the episode, but seeing the seagulls today yep. really surprised me. It was kind of like, oh, hey, that's oh. my best friend, like growing up, like of the birds. I saw a bunch of, <laughs> I saw a bunch of birds that I'm like, okay, that's cool. Never seen it before. I kind of see it, but I was like, these yeah. are the ones I was like, oh, my buddies from back home. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> it was that, and I was just like, there was a huge group of them and it looked all nice and like disgusting water. I was like, okay. I'm into you guys. <laughs> so that was like my favorite kind of like surprise. That water was pretty disgusting. Yeah. Today. Yeah, don't go in there. Uh, yeah, when it's hot out in LA, the water gets green real fast. Oh, real fast. Everything uh, comes we've talked surface. about this before. We've gone out and seen, we've seen families bathing in the LA River more than we would like to think. Black. It's disgusting. Now that's a, that's a thing like that's been in there. four generations. Yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. I was doing, it. I was doing, <laughs> My friend and I were doing outreach with Sila like last week and we were at one of the encampments and we looked out and then there was just like a father and son who'd ridden their bike from their house and were just like swimming in the river. 
And it's like, you are going to get so many diseases no one's heard of before. That's disgusting. You know, Samir and I have been in that river. Yeah, against our will. No. You, you, what? <laughs> you went in the water. Well, not like, I, I put my feet in the water. Yeah, we, I, we dipped our toes in that, in that water. We got a little slimy. It was fun. It was fun. This is a PSA. Don't bathe in the LA River. I just Smart. saved a life. I hope you saved a life. Of the 29 exactly. people that, that subscribe to this podcast, I hope you saved one of them. Yeah. Some doctor's yeah. kid's going to go to college because of the bill now. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I feel like we sufficiently answered the question. Claudio loves seagulls. I like seeing them today. Yeah. And I like egrets and I hate cormorants. You hate cormorants? They... I'm... I want... Okay. I, I, I have stuff for the end of the podcast that I'll ask, but... We'll keep going. <laughs> Great. Would you go birding again? Yeah, for sure. It was really fun. Dewey, you were a really good guide. I think you apologized at one point for trying, like, sounding too tour guidey or too like. Yeah, that was, by the way, was a minute in. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you've been through a, one of those tours before, and you're probably like, oh, "This happens to me before." I get accused of sounding too much. I thought you were fantastic. Mm-hmm. I would to answer your question specifically. I would go birding with Dewey again. I don't know if I'd do it on my own. Mm-hmm. But it was nice yeah. to have you there and kind of like guide us and teach us about the birds. Because I, what if I were, if it was just us two idiots, we'd be like, that's another bird. Look at that bird. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it would be awful. No, I would definitely do it again with Dewey or someone who had Dewey's style. I really like yeah. environments where you can ask as many questions as you want and kind of ask whatever. Yeah. And there's no stupid questions kind of thing. Right. I feel like, yeah, yeah it was like having a sommelier of birds where you ask a lot of good questions here. yeah this bird this bird is very <laughs> you okay just kinda, yeah you just ask quite there should there should be a name for like an expert bird watcher i think that would give it a little bit i believe it is virgin okay <laughs> that's funny that's good that's good okay. but but i feel i feel like that would help with it's like uh you know because if you say like oh this guy knows a lot about wine you're like fuck off dude i'm sorry dude did you just say <laughs> did you say virgin or virgin Ooh, Virgin would be fun. No, Virgin was not. Don't humor him. No, virgin was I'm, good. No, I have to know. I have to know. Was it Virgin? He said Virgin. He, he said, said Virgin? virgin. Okay, so I will laugh at that. Like, yeah, like that the 40-year-old. That's funny. Okay. No. Yeah, I lo- I'm glad. I'm, I'm Why glad would I be a Virgin? They know a lot about birds. Because Dewey would they... make a pun. Birds hate... No, okay, yeah, we're done. Uh, well, I can tell you guys live together. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I would definitely do it again. And that leads me into what I was going to say a second ago. And now I feel like I can. I would like to do a little home and away. I feel like we we, okay. we bird watched in your neighborhood or wherever you wanted us to go. I want you yeah. to come here and tell us about the birds in Echo Park. Sure. And Elysian Park. I feel like that'd be cool. Um, Echo Park is great. Elysian, um, Elysian is very hit or miss bird wise. We used to go there a lot, but like it's really feast or famine, and most of the time it's famine. But it is beautiful. So it is it because it of it, the environment or the other stuff going know. on? Like that's the thing. There's plenty of there's there's plenty of beautiful foliage. Like there are uh, foliage, not foliage. Uh, plenty of beautiful foliage. There's like um, like we see like I don't know. It's very like we only see like two or three things there every what? time. The first time I went there, I saw a bunch of cool shit. But every time since. Okay. Well, Echo Park's a more important one. I want you to tell me about the yeah, specific we'll, we'll cormorants around we'll here. We'll go to Echo Park later. We'll, uh, yeah. Yeah. And we got geese, and we got uh, and and I think it's interesting because we got a lot of stuff that's not like I don't think the geese was supposed to be here. 
<laughs> yeah. So no, yeah. they they moved in with the hipsters. They're gentrifying it. Exactly. There's a lot of goose coffee shops now, replacing old like laundromats and everything. Yeah, a lot of swan boats. Um, Talk about boats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the swan boats. By the way, they're invasive. They're not supposed to be there. That's what uh, I so. want to talk about. But yes, answer your question <laughs> for the fourth time. I would love to do this again. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, well, that leads us to our last segment, which is plugs. So, do you guys have anything to plug? Yeah, you could catch me. I'm on. I'm still doing improv, unfortunately. Uh, and you could catch me and my <laughs> improv team, Menudo, uh, do improv at the UCB in Los Angeles every fourth Friday at 10 p.m. And I have a show. I don't know when this is coming out, but I have a show this Friday, the 15th, at 7 p.m. It'll come out before. It then, will. So, yeah. Okay, so to one of the 29, come to my show, and I'll give you a comp if you email me. Yes. Um, now, Claudio, people people definitely want to go out and see Menudo. And if they listen way after this episode and those shows are done, is there somewhere where they can follow you guys? Can they find you somewhere? Oh, that's really the, smart. Uh, um, no, just go watch me on Menudo. Okay, they have an improv. <laughs> it's Menudo After Dark is their, impro- is their okay, Instagram great. So page. I was going to ask, because at one point... At one point, I was following the Menudo Instagram, and then at one point, at some point, it transitioned overnight into a Claudio Instagram. <laughs> well, what happened was this. Okay, I could tell you the story. It's very boring, but I was in charge on Menudo as the improv team. I was in charge of handling the social yeah. media, the, specifically the Instagram. And I, but I actually don't have or I, at the time, I did not have Instagram. So I would yeah. do what I thought was just good promotional stuff on Instagram, and but everyone else that had an actual Instagram knew how shit of a job that I was doing. They're like, you're not tagging anyone. <laughs> you're not putting the little links on the bio, yeah. which to me was gibberish. I was like, I don't know. I'm just putting, Menudo has a show on, you know, a Thursday at the clubhouse and that's enough, right? And they're like, no. So I got sick Great. of it because, you know, the Instagram was on my phone. Uh, I was, I thought I was doing a good job. From it, and I was like, I had, uh, I don't know, like 400 people following this account. So I'm like, I'm keeping this, it's mine. So I changed. <laughs> I was like, I'm, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to, you know, it was, it was my kind of baby. So I'm like, so I, we handed over, we made another Instagram account, Menudo After Dark, and that's, I'm not in charge of, and that's why it's frankly okay. boring. But that is yeah. the account so, yeah, to follow. It started as, it started as Menudo, now it's just Claudio doing tennis lessons. Claudio Sinedra 5000, that's, that's my Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Samir, do you have anything to plug? Yes. You can also follow me on my Instagram, and by the time this podcast come out i will be selling some candles yes whoa so wait what's the deal with these candles wow. they are they will you'll see oh, there's yeah. a video component you should show them yeah i'll show you right here. do you make a, do you make your own candles or i make my own candles i took a took a class a couple of years ago at lacc so i'll plug lacc because they taught me how to make candles whoa <laughs> and i dicked around for a couple years and uh just keeping it simple i'm just gonna start selling these little basketballs gorgeous i don't know if you can get the get it closer on the camera i love these yeah yeah so like cute different scents keeping it really simple but yeah they'll be in stores here in silver lake and echo park and on my instagram hell yeah well they're gonna be in stores here well ideally that's the plan we're oh, working shit. our way up to Walmart, okay, but so. probably just be <laughs> in a store or two around here. You can get them at John's. Uh, awesome. Uh, Jess, do you have anything to plug? Um, I'm going to plug the the pilot I worked on with Mason, former guest, uh, called Bad Atmosphere. It's making its rounds at festivals and doing really well. 
I was going to say, it's now an award-winning pilot, right? Yes, it is. I don't know when it's going to be like out, out, yeah. but, or if it, when Mason starts shopping it around, but you can follow us and support us on Instagram at badatmosphere.tv. I will say the clips they've been posting are very funny and you can catch past guests Mason and Bree in it. That's the only people in it that have been on the episode, right? I'm not forgetting anyone. Uh, Riley helped in, um, oh, yes. in the Riley built all the stuff, sets, yeah. But, yeah. Awesome. Well, then I'm going to plug SELA again. So SELA, we're a wonderful volunteer organization uh, in LA where you can volunteer with your unhoused neighbors, providing meals, providing uh, showers, clothes, etc. You can do our Saturday outreach once you do a couple shifts of the Saturday supper thing. So check out SELANHC.org and sign up for shifts. Maybe I'll be there one weekend. Please don't John Lennon me. Um, we also, I would like to plug this podcast. So <laughs> Senior's eyes went wide as a dinner plate there. Uh, I'm also going to plug this podcast. So again, we are at 29 Spotify followers, which means that we are 161 71. followers. Of, 71. 71, thank you. 171 followers away from my topless episode. So please, the, my farmer's tan is getting worse by the day. Please help us get those numbers. So share our Instagram post with your friends. Uh, share the podcast with your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes with a little note. Leave us a fucking review on Spotify. Whatever you can do, get the word out. Check out our website, etc., etc. Awesome. Well, Claudia, Samir, thank you so much for coming on. Did you have any more questions or thoughts? Um, no, thank you so much for having us. It was very nice meeting you, Jessica. Hopefully you feel better. Yes, thanks for taking us out, Dewey. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah. Awesome. Well, then I'll uh, leave everybody with a... There we go. Yeah, yeah. I've never had a guest feel before. That was fun. Yeah.